David Brody from Elvis Duran, The Morning Show, and there's Jamie. Hi. From Light back. FM. Hi. Okay. So that music can only mean a couple of things. One, another episode of Preacher is about to start, or this podcast is about to start, until one of The Walking Dead shows comes back. <laughs> and then we can start playing Fear the Walking Dead again in August on the 21st. And, of course, The Walking Dead, which we can't wait for. So oh, yes. if you're just joining us on, on Walkers and Talkers, this is what we talk about. In the meantime, we talk about some stuff that's breaking news and interesting things about The Walking Dead and, all, and, and its spinoff, Fear the Walking Dead. And in the meantime, we're also reviewing Preacher. So we have uh, Walker Stalker. Yes. <laughs> right, a Stalker Con. What is it? Walker Stalker Con. Okay, so I want to talk about that. Just tell me... Tell everybody what Walker Stalker is in case they don't know. Uh, Walker Stalker is a convention like New York Comic Con, but it's just Walking Dead related. Right. It's like Comic Con, any yes, Comic Con, right? But it's a Walking Dead one. Right. Okay. So, and you went and you took a lot of pictures. Yes. Met a lot of people. We'll talk about that because you're crazy obsessed. <laughs> every time, every time I think that I'm a Walking Dead fan, I talk to Jamie and she's like, You're not a Walking Dead fan. Look what I did. And she blows me away. So, if you are a Walking Dead fan, thanks for joining us on the podcast. If you are a fan of Preacher, thank you. If you're a fan of us, thank you. Uh, hopefully, you, you will continue to enjoy this. We're, we're throwing things at you to keep us going and hopefully entertain you while we're waiting for the Walking Dead shows to come back. So, it's the summertime and, you know, it's summer television, and Preacher's pretty good. Here's what I'll say, and then I, I want you know you, you to chime in. Okay. We spoke two weeks ago before vacation break mm-hmm. that Preacher was sort of getting a little slow, and we weren't sure if we wanted yeah. to keep going, and we sort of went off the track, and we talked about other things. We talked about me meeting Mark Hamill, <laughs> right? That that whole right. Yeah. And so I feel like we may owe the show a small apology. I don't know. What do you think about episode six and seven? Um, whoa, the end of six and then most of seven is pretty intense. Okay. Yeah. So episode six was, well, I'm just going to recap a little bit of six. Okay. Okay. So here's what, what struck me from episode six, which was two weeks ago. Cassidy slept with Tulip. Ugh, in the back of a car. In the back of the car. It was... And all you could see was him and she was facing in the same direction. Yes. And she was sort of like... Her face was getting mushed up against the glass in repeatedly. In the backseat of a car. Right. It wasn't the most romantic thing. <laughs> no. Okay. So we'll, we'll get to that. Uh, the mystery men claim to be from heaven and explain everything to Jesse, the preacher. Yes. That the power in him is a joining of... Um, An angel and a demon fell in love. Right. And it, they created this thing called Genesis. Right. Which is inside him. Yes. And he he will not give it up. Right. He, don't, he won't give it back. It's not something that should have been created. It was created by a... a um, a bond that never should have happened. Yes. And these guys are sort of, it's wranglers. Mm-hmm. They, they put it in the coffee can. Yeah. And he says he's not giving it up. But now it makes sense. I remember they were singing to it like lullabies. Right. But it's kind of a baby, but not like this. It's an offspring. Yes. Yeah, so it kind of makes sense they were singing kid songs right. to it now. A female, I'm going to put I, on my paper here, on my paper it says angel in quotes. A female angel is sent down to fix the situation because... This thing, Genesis escaped. Yeah. They're on Earth without permission. The two angels are on Earth without permission. And she's sort of, they're not answering the phone. Yeah. They called her, I looked it up, they called her a seraphim. Right. I think it's seraphim, right? It's, there was an M Seraphim. Okay, so without being too biblical, I'm sure someone can tweet us yeah. uh, at uh, David underscore Brody at jmegs514, uh, hashtag walkers and talkers, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> uh, and let us know uh, your interpretation of a seraphim. I'm sure it's it's biblical and we can look it up, so don't go too crazy with it. But she's sent down to fix things, I guess. Mm. So they know who she is. They spot her in a diner and they start beating her up in the parking lot and Preacher doesn't know 
what's they, 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 he thinks they're just beating up a woman. Yeah, so he runs out and tries to stop it, and next thing you know, he's being like chokeholded. Right. I'm not, yeah, chokeholded it. Is that did, a word? Chokeholded no. it. Choke in a chokehold. <laughs> right. It's the most bestest. Yeah. And anyway, cu- cutting ahead, that he he finds out that she's a, a some kind of uh, unworldly spawn like they are, and she's dangerous. Yeah, and she so, regenerates too. You could kill right. her back. Kill her so back. So the 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 Wonder Twins keep telling him, "Don't kill her, <laughs> because if you kill her, she'll regenerate somewhere else, like behind you." Or yes. So. They keep trying to capture her without killing her, but they keep killing her. Yeah. And then he, she keeps killing them. <laughs> and at one point, the bald guy's not dead, but he's almost dead. And the tall guy's like, are you dead? He's like, not yet. So the tall guy <laughs> kills him so he can come back whole again. And there's like a, um, uh, a spark of light when they come back. So it's like, ah, ah, pew, and, and they're back. The hotel they're staying at is where this fight's taking place. There's like... 40 bodies. Right, every time they kill one of them, the, the body lays there yeah. and then they regenerate and yeah, come back. It's insane. I thought that was a great scene. Yeah. Because it was like stunt double, stunt double, stunt yeah. double. It was pretty cool. So I, I love that. I started getting excited about it. Ken Cannon. In episode, oh, my God. In episode five, Ken Cannon's the bald guy with the glasses. And in episode five, he makes a deal with Jesse where Jesse says, again, for those of you just tuning in, Jesse's the preacher. Preacher's Jesse. I'm going to use them interchangeably. Same, I apologize. Same guy. Jesse says to him, uh, knowing he has this power that he can use to make you do whatever you want, he knows if he gets King Cannon to come to church, the rest of the town will come to church. Yes. The King Cannon is the rich uh, company owner, and if he comes, then you're like, oh, well, I'll, I'll follow his lead. So he tells King Cannon, you come to church, and if you leave a Christian, a follower of Jesus, then um, that'll be great. But if you don't, then I will give you my church and all the land because that's pretty much all you don't own in this town. Exactly. That was his father's. So he says, yeah, you'll never make me a Christian. I'm never going to believe. Never going to happen. Sure, I'll take you up on that bet. And he comes to church, and he says to Ken Cannon, after after Ken Cannon's like, I'm not doing this. I don't believe in it. And starts walking out. I think in episode five, he says, serve God. Serve God. God. In his demon voice. Serve God. <laughs> and so he, he's like, I'm going to serve God. And he, he leaves, and, and he, it, for all intents and purposes, seems like he's going to serve God. And one of the things that he's been criticized for is that his company is against the environment. It's an energy company, and they were causing sinkholes, and people were falling in and dying. Right. So he's got a, he's he's been asked to meet with a company that's energy efficient and and uh, green. And the mayor of the town sets up a meeting with Ken Cannon and this company that wants to merge and do business with him. And they're all about you know green energy, and 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 they're going to work with him to make his company better for the environment. And the mayor is the guy we found out is, uh, what's her name? He's Sleeping with Emily. Sleeping with Emily the waitress, right? Yeah. So the mayor's kind of a weasel. And so he sets up this meeting. And now, if you remember, this is the company that when the mayor showed him brochures a few weeks ago, he peed, he on, peed on the brochures. Yeah. And he was like, get out of my office. I'm not, I'm not ever going to work with these people. So he sets up this meeting and three of the guys, two guys and a girl come in and one guy says, I got to use the bathroom. And he's like, Oh, it gives them drinks. I'm he was so, so friendly. He's like, I can't wait to make this deal. We, I'm I needed excited. to do this years ago. This is great. And he says, All right, let's get started. And he picks up a high powered shotgun and he blasts the first guy. Yeah. And the woman looks shocked, immediately blasts her with the shotgun. You're like, he shot a woman, which to me is just worse. Then he shoots the other guy. They're dead. And the mayor is like, doesn't say anything. He's shocked. The mayor He's... is in, like in catatonic state. <laughs> and And he's like, and King and Cannon was matter-of-factly about it. And then the guy comes back from the bathroom. He's like, what did I miss? Whatever. And he's like, and he shoots him too. Yeah. Now they're all dead. 
And then he said, "I that's it. I served God. Yeah, and he's done. So it didn't take, unless, it didn't take. because That's what I was wondering. Yeah. Maybe there's a his interpretation later. of serving God, I don't know. But he, clearly he's not serving God. He's not biblical. No. He's certainly not being very Christian. So um, that was almost how the episode ended. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the church and Arse face Eugene Ooh. is talking to Jesse and he's like, you know, preacher, Nag- it's not him. it's not right that you're using your powers to get people to come to church. It's not right that you made the mother of the girl that I wronged apologize, accept my apology and forgive me. He wanted preacher to undo it. Yeah, I don't because I don't want her to forgive me because you made her forgive me. It's not right. It's not right. And he's and he's basically preaching to the preacher about why the preacher is not doing God's work. He's it's wrong what he's doing. And he's driving the preacher crazy, and he's like, it's a sin. It's a sin, preacher. It's a sin. And, of course, with subtitles, because she's got a mouth like this. She's got an ass face. <laughs> and, and Jesse, the preacher, says, Eugene, he's, go to hell. Yeah. With the voice, and he goes to hell. He disappears. The pamphlet Eugene was holding kind of just floats down, and he totally he's disappears. He's gone. Gone. And then... Cassidy witnessed the whole thing right, we from find the balcony. Out, we find out that I didn't notice he witnessed it last week, but he tells him he saw it this week. So flash forward to this week now, yeah. episode seven. I'm kind of excited about it because episode six was pretty good. Yeah. Episodes four and five kind of lost me, but six and seven it's picking up. Kind of had me back. So much like Fear the Walking Dead, where the first couple episodes this season were not so great. Yeah, and it picked up. So what do we have from episode seven? They show Jesse and Tulip as kids, mm-hmm. and we find out that. Um, Tulip bit off some kid's nipple in a fight. That she was always badass. Yeah. Jesse's father, the original preacher, um, he brings her in, adopts her, lets her stay there, I guess, and they become fast friends. So not only were they lovers and 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 crime partners, but they grew up together as kids. They lived together yeah, they for li- a while. They lived together. Um, we then see child services show up and take Tulip away. Oh. And and poor Jesse's heartbroken. He he's trying to open the car doors. He's chasing after the car. He comes back in the house and he prays for his father to be killed. He wants his father dead. And to go to hell. Go to hell for giving away Tulip. And he asks his father, why did you do this? And he goes, son, she's an O'Hare. They're all trouble. Yeah, you don't want to... You don't, don't want to get involved with that family. Right. Now... Because her mother's in a whorehouse. Her father is God knows where. The uncle's a drunk. Yeah, so he doesn't want any part of it, even though she was a well-respectable, doing was dishes. well-behaved. Well-behaved girl for at least... You know, it appeared that way. We know she's crazy. She bites nipples off, but <laughs> she seemed to be doing well, and she was adjusted, at least in that environment. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else. Um, Cassidy lies to Tulip and says that he told Preacher he was a vampire. Because Tulip knows he's a vampire, and he says, he goes, did you tell Did you tell Jesse? And he goes, yeah, I told him a couple times. Yeah, told him. I told him. I told him nine times. Yeah, but he didn't really tell him. And he he kind of did, but Preacher was like, yeah, get out of here. Right. He told him, like, you he know, I can fly. It. He but didn't prove it. He didn't prove it. Um, we then see uh, Ken Cannon come by the church. He wants to collect on the bet now because he's like, I didn't turn to Christianity. Uh, I, You know, I'm not going to serve God. He has a whole deed made up. Right. He's uh, had all his paperwork done. I'm ready to take control of your church and your land. That did not go and over well. Preacher says, get out. I'm not signing it. Why he didn't, I don't know why he didn't say, get out. <laughs> or, but, or, I know. I was waiting for him to use the demon voice. He didn't. He didn't try to. He didn't try. But he was a little shocked like it didn't work or it yeah. wears off. He's not sure what's going on. Uh, let's see. Uh, sheriff comes to the house uh, to ask about his son, Eugene, because he hasn't seen his son because his son's in hell. Why would he look there? This was the most awkward dinner scene ever. Yeah, because... 
the the who was there? Emily and Cassidy and Tulip and Preach were eating dinner. Right. And and Sheriff uh, Root and walks Tulip in. Tulip cooked dinner apparently, and she's not a very good cook. It was like hash browns with vanilla extract. Right, it was right, garbage. right. It was garbage. By the way, I know you like to make Carol's cookies. Don't make that. No, I won't make that. Don't come in with that. Oh, I made hash browns with vanilla. Good. I made tulip hash browns. <laughs> and so here's where it got really awkward, because the the sheriff comes in and he says, have you seen Eugene? And everybody says no. And Preacher says no. Emily threw his ass under the bus. Yeah. She's like, yeah, you did. You saw him this morning when he came to church and you said you were busy. And then I told him to go in anyway. And he's like, oh, right. Yeah. But but he left. And then, so then quickly, Emily was like, but I saw him leave. Yeah. Emily threw him under the bus and then kind of took it back. Yeah, don't people don't add information. Be smart enough to know that when a guy says he didn't see him, he didn't see. Yeah, Ixnay on the I saw him. <laughs> so we know that he's in hell. Um, the the thing I thought there was a little symbolism there when when he asks preacher if he saw Eugene over Eugene over um, preacher's shoulder, the oven caught on fire. Yes, you're right. The oh, flames yeah. from the oven was, huh. I thought, hell imagery. Yes. Which I thought was like pretty, oh, I was like, oh, I get that. Yeah. yeah, I get that. I get that. And Preacher did not see, when Cassidy confronted him and said, you need to fix this, Preacher just like did not care. Yeah, Cassidy was like, you need to figure out how to get him out of hell. And Preacher was like, he deserved it. Yeah. And that's when Cassidy says, why, what did he do? And Preacher tells this story that Eugene shot a girl and okay, so he asked a girl to the prom or something. And yeah, the girl that's been in the coma with the wig. The blonde girl, yeah, right? He was in love with her and confessed his love, and she rejected him. So he literally took a shotgun and blew half her head off. Right, and then put a gun in his mouth. Yes, and to his own self, and which then, is which didn't work, I no. guess. Which is why they a couple episodes ago there was signs saying "finish the job," meaning you you didn't kill yourself. Yeah, right. it didn't work. Which I guess why she's wearing a wig, but does that mean she's not the little girl from the wild, wild west? We still don't know that. Right. But we now we know why there's that giant, like, kind of dent hole in her head. Or is it just another girl in the bed now? Because now I thought I was onto something, now I'm not sure. Yeah, we, well, actually, did we talk about that? The little girl and is dead when, when they flash back uh, and the guy, the dad came back, the mother and the daughter were dead with crows eating them? Oh, I thought the mother was dead, but the kid wasn't. The kid no, was they, dead? No, oh, yeah. All right, what do I know? I should listen to this podcast more. <laughs> okay, so he doesn't want to help Eugene. Now, you said in the comics, okay, so... Oh, yeah. Preacher's based on a comic, if you didn't, didn't know. And the interesting thing is, everything on season one takes place before issue one of the comic. So all of this that we're watching didn't happen in the comic. It's happening before the comic. It's all made-up story to kind of teach you about the the characters more before the story actually kicks off. Yeah. And in the comic books, it's a different story with Eugene. Yeah, I was I was re- researching about his character a little bit because I kind of wanted to know what did he do. So I looked it up, and actually in the comic, he was a huge Kurt Cobain fan and with Nirvana, and he and his friend made almost like a suicide pact, and his friend killed himself, and then Eugene tried to kill himself, and it didn't work, so now he's ours face. But in on the show... He, you know, killed, Tra- well, shot half of Tracy Loach's head off, and then it didn't finish a job on himself. So they kind of switched what he did. By the way, if you're listening to this and you don't know the name of a character, uh, Jamie will tell you. Yeah. <laughs> Not only is the girl in the bed named Jamie, but her last name is Loach. Uh, Tracy Loach. Tracy Loach. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Very important that. that- <laughs> I, I'm so, a nerd. <laughs> so much like The Walking Dead, they sometimes change things from the comic to the yes. TV show. Or they may, there may be some tie-in back to Nirvana. Who knows? But he shot himself in the mouth, and therefore yeah. he's oh, yeah. poor, poor Arsface, and he's now in hell. Yes, um, he is. 
So Cassidy comes outside to talk to Preacher to get him, to un- and this is conversation is going on, and he's wearing a hoodie and sunglasses because he's a vampire, can't be out in the sun. And he says, you know, you sent him to hell. You know, you got to do something about this. And he doesn't want to listen to him. So to get his attention, and I guess to show him that he's a vampire, he throws a fire extinguisher. First, he hits him in the face with a fire extinguisher. Oh, yeah, like broke his nose on this. Then he throws the fire extinguisher to Preacher, whatever. And and he says, you're going to need that. And he says, so you let Eugene burn. Are you going to let me burn too? He said, I'm a sinner too. Yeah, I'm a sinner too. Are you going to let me burn? And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. So he takes off his clothes, his shirt and his hoodie and whatever, and walks into the sunlight and catches fire. Oh, his skin started melting off. Because he's a vampire. Yeah. And so so Jesse's looking at him like, what the hell? I don't know what to do. And you see Cassidy fall to the ground, burning. And you then see Preacher walk in uh, back to the kitchen with the fire extinguisher. And he says to Tulip, did you know what he is? And so Tulip thinks that he confronted him, told him, and told him to get out and leave. That maybe he offended him and told him to get lost. Has no idea that he burned to the ground. We no. assume he's fine. We have to assume he put the fire out. Because he's in the trailer for next week, so okay. he's, he's <laughs> yeah, fine. Then, yeah. But, but Tulip was, was like, Jesse Custer, what did you do? She knew he did something right. bad. There's, there's one more moment that's hugely notable. Um, there's a flashback now hmm. where Jesse sees his father. Some guys break into the house. He says, get under the bed. Tells Jesse, get under the bed. And these guys come into the house and beat the crap out of his father with a bat. Yeah. And then they walk towards the bed, and they clearly get Jesse from under the bed. Then they show you um, they're holding the father on his knees, the priest, and Jesse's watching it. And he's with like, a gun to his head. With a gun to his head, and he's like, I forgot what he said. Something about uh, stay strong, fight the good fight, keep battling, or whatever he says to him. Words of wisdom. Yeah, he said you have to be one of the good guys because there's too many bad ones. Right, too there. many bad guys, right. And he's like, Dad, I, this is my fault. I prayed for you to die and go to hell, which he did. And he's like, the father's like, no, this is, you know, he doesn't believe the kid. He isn't and trying yeah. to talk him out of it. And then as he's like, but dad, it was my, they shoot yeah, him in the head. Done. So he watches his father be killed right in front of him over whatever feud was going on. We still don't know who these guys are. Or no, what the father I assume did they're or... O'Hare's, if I had uh, to guess. Right? Because that's maybe. who he has the problem with, whoever the yeah. O'Hare's are. Yeah. Tulip um, family. I'm assuming that Preacher will get revenge on the O'Hare's <laughs> at some point. Uh, we then see Jesus... Jesus, wrong TV show. <laughs> Jesse trying to dig a hole in the church floorboards as if he's trying to dig down to wherever Eugene is. Yeah. Um, but that's not going to work. That's sort of... And then we cut outside. Can Cannon, his, uh, the idiots who... who uh, Freaking Donnie is such an idiot. Yeah, Donnie like, and his buddies like from colonel. the Revolutionary War oh reenactments are all dressed in their, in, their, in their southern grays. Yeah. And then it looks like all the employees of the meatpacking electric like company marching. are marching with a bulldozer towards the church like, we're going to take this back. Yeah. That's how it ends. In the previews, uh, it's the next day because it's light out again, and now they're making an assault on the church. Mm-hmm. I guess they stopped in the middle of the night for whatever reason yeah. and waited. Um, that they want to take the church in the land. Preacher talks to the two angel guys about getting Eugene back from hell, and he says, is there a way to get someone out from hell? And the bald guy says no, and the tall guy says, well, there kind of is. Yeah, but you better give me Genesis back first. Right, right. So that's what's going on for next week. It looks pretty good. I think the last two episodes, do you think, are a little better? Uh, definitely. I, I'm Once Eugene went to hell, I was like, oh boy. Yeah, so I feel like there's action again. Yes, as I do As long as there's action and fighting and... and Shooting people and and some violence and st- then it's okay. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it, it was a boring 
four, four was like five. A, two, a few episodes yeah. are born, but this definitely picked up. Okay, so Preacher's done. Another episode this Sunday. Uh, we got a few left. Yep. StalkerCon. Yes. You paid a lot of money. Oh, I don't want to talk about how much money, but it, yes, was, you do. it was well worth it. Okay, so I've, I, I don't pay to meet people. And I certainly don't pay for autographs. See, the thing for me with autographs used to be, before digital cameras, was it was proof you met somebody. Like, oh, I got it autographed by them. Yeah. Then people started buying, like, autographed baseballs. But you didn't meet them, so now it's just a signature on a ball. Well, it's see, what I have, it's like, uh, I don't know, whatever, 14 just by whatever. And so I, I am, I'm collecting autographs. That I'm getting personally. I don't. I have never right. bought anything Walking Dead that. Oh, Norman Reed signed this because it didn't mean anything to me because right. I didn't get. So there. you got the autographs firsthand. Yes. Now, what was a typical autograph running for price-wise? Um, so Norman is the most. So Norman Reedus is eighty dollars for an autograph, and that's <sighs> when you actually get to spend time and talk to him at the table, and he will spend time with you. Um, and then his photo op is a hundred dollars. Then everybody else is like 80 and under for photos. And then the typical autograph was ranged from 30 to $50. I'm trying to figure out, because people like our shows. Yeah. The two morning shows that we work on. And, and they want to meet us sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and they want us to sign shirts sometimes. And I'm, I'm flattered and shocked that anybody does or wants to meet me or yeah. wants you know, an autograph or a picture with me. I'm figuring like if Norman Reedus gets $80, I could probably ask for a nickel. I wouldn't, because I'm so excited. Anybody like we were, me too. We were in we were in Universal Studios on our vacation. We drove down to Florida, and we're parking in the Universal Studios parking lot. And there's a woman in a car next to me, and I'm waiting for her to get out of her car so that we can get out of our car. I was like, "You go first. She didn't hear me. I just kind of like go, "You go first," like my mouth, and I waved. And I get out. She looked at me for a second. I got out of the car, and she said, "This is in the middle of the parking lot in Orlando, Florida." And she says, "Oh my God, you're David Brody," and and my fam, my wife and kids are there, and they were like, "Okay, gotta walk away now," because they're like. <laughs> Dad's gonna get a big head, and they're like, "Oh no, we, you know, we 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 live down here now, but we're from New York. We grew up listening to you." And oh, that's so awesome! They didn't hear my voice or anything, so I that's enough. I don't need eighty bucks. Yeah, the fact that you listen to the show and care enough to know what we look like or sound like or is more than enough. It's surreal now, when it happens. If they wanted to give me eighty dollars, I could have bought a soda at Universal <laughs> Studios because as much as I loved it, the food was expensive. Oh yeah. So maybe I would have taken eighty bucks if, <laughs> for that. But so you spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Yes. Who else did you meet? Um, I met Morgan. And I met Dale, and I met- You know they have real names, right? Just for the sake of the podcast. Jeffrey Demoon, Demoon. Uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Uh, oh, Jeffrey no, Demoon from yeah, Dale. Yeah, he's Dale. Right. And Lenny James is Morgan. Yes, and he's British. And he's British. Very, very sweet. And then I met Scott Wilson again just because I was online with friends, so I got what I call Herschel hugs. Right. Herschel. Now, who didn't you want to pay for? Um... Well, all the ones I... I oh, now, who was too expensive that you were like, I'm not paying that? Oh, you know what? I, I Eventually, I need Tyrese's autograph, Chad Coleman, but it was $50 for an autograph and 50 for a picture. And he's off the show for more than a season. Yeah, but you, I went to Josh McDermott, who's Eugene, yeah. who is freaking awesome, by the way. He'll take like nine selfies with you, pretend to bite your head, all this stuff. By the way, fun fact, he used to be a radio producer in Clear, in, at Clear Channel. Yes, I read that. And uh, Our he, old company. We're now I Heart Media. Yeah, we're now I Heart Clear Radio. Channel, yeah. And uh, he remembered me from that conversation from a couple years ago, but he was, I think, 50 or $60, and you got an autograph and a photo, and he took like nine selfies with you. Now, I heard that for $100, they would have told you who Negan killed, but you got too cheap. Yeah. <laughs> No, no one would say that. No one would say that. Yeah. Okay, so there is a little bit of, of Walker, uh, Walking Dead news. It was about a week ago, but in case you don't know, uh, four actors on the show got bumped up to season regulars. 
So Tom Payne, who plays Jesus from the Hilltop. Yes. Xander Berkeley, who plays Gregory, the leader of the Hilltop. Oh, I do not like him. Oh, he need, Well, he's a season regular, so <clears throat> does that mean he lives a little bit? I guess so, because he was shot in the stomach and he was bandaged and then we never saw him again. More importantly, he lied to Rick and didn't say how big the saviors were. If I'm, if I'm the survivors that we know, the minute they clear the blood off whoever gets beaten by Negan mm. and they go to take... Maggie to the hospital at the hilltop. I'm killing Gregory. Oh, yeah, no. Dwight is a regular. Austin Arniello. Yep. He's going to be a regular on the show. And, of course, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Oh, Negan. Congratulations to those four guys, which means more people have to die on the show to get the show (laughs) under payroll. Anything Walking Dead, I get very excited. I think they're adding a girl to the show in episode four named Jenny. She's early 20s. I don't know where she comes from. I don't know if she's from the hilltop or if she's from Kingdom. Oh, yes. The kingdom is the, um, if you remember the episode at the end when the two people came rescued, on the horse. came on the horse, they had body armor, and they rescued Carol and Morgan. They're from the kingdom. They're, they're led by a guy named Ezekiel, who's an older black gentleman who has a tiger named Sheba. Oh, what? And, and so the tiger, the big debate is, will there be a CG tiger mm. or a real tiger? So they're going to be adding more people to the show, which always means people are going to die to make room for them. Isn't Enid still in the closet? Well... Carl locked her in there, and then they went to see Negan. Oh, I thought she... you were implying Enid was oh, gay. Oh, no, no, no. I just meant like it ended where Enid it, yeah. was kind of locked in the closet. Right, I think that's the big cliffhanger. We talked about that, <laughs> yeah. that she's still in the closet. Poor thing. Poor thing. Hmm. So there you go. Preacher, episode six and seven, at David underscore Brody. And Jmegs514. Yeah, tweet us. Let us know what you think about Preacher, about the podcast, about anything that you may be thinking about as far as Fear of the Walking Dead. Uh, I'm, we're trying to get people from Fear of the Walking Dead on this podcast in the next couple of weeks as we get ready for part two of season two. So uh, keep listening. Hopefully we'll have uh, some some lebs on other than, um, well, us for five cents. For five cents, (laughs) you can can, can come meet us. So (laughs) thanks for listening as always. Have a great week, and we'll see you in a week now that our vacations are over. Thanks, guys.